Welcome along, I'm Alan Williams and this is the Alan Williams Podcast. Hey folks, welcome to episode number 33 of the podcast. I've got another trade for you today. I'm joined by international swimmer Mona McSharry. Mona, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank you for having me, super excited to be here. <laughs> good, it's good to have you here. Are you busy? How's the year started off for you? Uh, it's, well, last January, um, it's probably yeah, it's come around to a year now that I had uh, actually a glandular fever. So oh. this time, yeah, it would have been this time last year I had to kind of take eight weeks off or so so it is kind of crazy it's a bit better this year that was a year ago yeah but as far as this season like this started in September started off really well and then obviously finishing off the year with a medal at Europeans was you know great so yeah it hasn't turned out too bad bad. let's start at the very beginning when you got into swimming first have you been swimming nearly as long as you can walk or is it yeah Um, yeah basically I guess I started uh, lessons when I was about five but before that I would have been like splashing around the water as well so I guess it's kind of always been there in the background I'm not one of the earliest starters like my brother started with me and he was three so you know I wasn't um, I didn't learn very early but at the same time like it's always kind of been there it's not like uh, like even when I was you know six seven months old my mum would have brought me into the water as well so okay and would it be kind of most days of the week that you were swimming or is it just kind of the odd lesson once or twice a week or were you in the were you in the water nearly every day I'd say it was probably just the odd lesson once or twice a week like it really really, yeah it just started off as kind of any other you know kid learning how to swim really just as a skill that I would have needed in life it was never it wasn't like we entered into it going yeah okay I'm going to be a swimmer I think that only really hit kind of not even when I joined the club because it was probably still just you know like your your hobby your average hobby that you do for a bit of fun um after school and whatnot I think kind of 12 13 I kind of realized okay this could be going somewhere and did you love it like yeah oh no I I loved every minute of it I think I I wouldn't still be here I think if I didn't yeah Um, it's definitely a love for just the water and yeah something I'm good at and were you out in the sea as well or was it mostly just in the pool or oh, the no, boat? definitely in the sea uh, it's You're a, a pity baby. actually yeah because the, the more water training I do now in the pool the less time I have to go into the sea I think the last couple of years even in the summer and stuff like you're just so tired after training I can imagine um but yeah no it, the sea is a big part of it too especially it's like five minutes down the road from us so yeah, it's yeah. very handy and were you, I suppose, competing then community games and stuff like that? that? Was probably where it started out, was it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was my first competition when I was, um, I'd say, eight or so. And I actually went to the final of that, um, I think, in Dublin, and that was kind of you know like long travel for a competition, which is something that obviously I wasn't used to. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, the community games definitely started out. I think it's where a lot of young kids kind of learn to love like competing in a sport, yeah. not just doing it for fun. Yeah, yeah. And then you started probably turning up at a lot of the national events after that um actually I was quite a late comer to the scene uh, as far as like I I probably progressed through the ranks but I was a bit slower than some of my other competitors at the time um actually the first competition I went to to swim for Ireland I wasn't even on the national squad or anything I was kind of like plucked out of nowhere uh, which was kind of strange I didn't really know anyone at that point um but was yeah. it intimidating um it was a little scary, you know, I was only 13 and we, we went to Canada, which is quite far away. It was yeah. an interesting first uh, competition. For a 13-year-old, yeah. 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 Um, and I didn't really know anyone on the team, but, you know, you, you kind of just get used to, you know, you're going out there to do a job and, you know, yeah. everyone was so nice and, like, the coaches and everything. We have a lovely, I think, Swim Ireland, it's, 
it's a real kind of family vibe when, whenever we go away on competitions and I think that really just kind of helped there's um, a good group dynamic yeah exactly it makes it easier when you do get on with the people that you're travelling with as well <laughs> exactly yeah it's less especially stressful. when you're young though like in your younger days if you're heading away at 13 you want that positive environment around you you need people that are there looking out for you and you need people that are supporting you was it difficult leaving your family for those periods Um, I think it, it wasn't it wasn't like I definitely remember from Canada like calling my mum every day and you know chatting to her about stuff whereas now like as we went along then year after year I'd be calling less and it would just be a text you know you every a bit two or three days like ah it's grand <laughs> yeah fine <laughs> leave me alone um, for a while I'm enjoying myself yeah um, exactly but you are breaking records all over the place like you hold a lot of national records now don't you You've yeah, broken Michelle Smith's records. Yeah, I know. It's crazy stuff. That kind of happened. Yeah, last year, um, I guess I was just kind of took a bit of focus off breaststroke and went on to freestyle and, yeah, was able to break a couple of records in the process, which was definitely nice. It must be nice. surreal, though. Like, when you're probably names like that that you've nearly been looking at when you're growing up and then you're breaking the records, that must be pretty yeah. rewarding. Like. Oh, definitely. Especially when it's something that's been untouched for so long, you kind of you you feel great. It's different if it's just a record that's only been there for a year because they yeah. will be broken time yeah. and time again. It's just what's going to happen. But uh, it was great to be able to knock down a record like that. That was that big yeah I'm thinking your work I think must be huge like you were in school for the last few years obviously and then you're reaching these phenomenal heights with swimming what was a typical day looking like I know you've actually done the leaving cert last year but before that while you were in school what did a typical day look like on Monday to Friday um, it was basically get up for training in the morning kind of uh, 5 30 5 15 start or whatever nice. yeah <laughs> gotta love it <laughs> Um, and then head off to training an hour and a half two hour session and then in the pool. yeah in the pool yeah all swim sessions were in the morning and then gym would have been in the evening back then and then yeah you go to school you do your day in school and then you either straight back down to the pool or I come home and go to gym and then I might have an hour or two left at, in the evening to do a bit of study or something or just Jeez. sit down and relax <laughs> that is intense that is intense yeah you got more into the gym work in recent years as well haven't you yeah definitely um I'd say like about three years now going strong which is just great I, it's yeah, yeah. a real help definitely is there days then obviously when you don't want to get out of bed at 5 30 in the morning those days oh, have to come as well definitely like. yeah especially you know i was only getting about six hours sleep you know between trying to get homework done and study and everything i was going to bed late and getting up early oh, so stop. i was just it was really there was the recovery was missing there yeah. in fact of sleep and like you know we have so many people talking about how important sleep is to yeah. performance yeah uh, so i'm surprised i did so well with you know that but yeah i know there was definitely mornings where you'd turn off the alarm and won't be coming down to wake me <laughs> up i have to go now <laughs> <laughs> keeps you moving yeah. but that's the thing I think about anything in life there's going to be days that you don't want to do it and there's going to be days that you don't feel like doing it and that's where discipline kicks in and this is the thing I always speak about the difference between motivation and discipline because people will say oh I'm not motivated and I go well nobody's motivated every day it's about being disciplined and about making it habit and as I always say that it's non-negotiable that's that thing I'm just going to get up and I'm going to do it even yeah. if I don't feel like doing it you nearly have to be in that frame of mind I think to actually achieve the things you want to achieve would you agree with that? Oh I definitely agree yeah and I would find I'm I'm nearly one of those people that as much as I'd probably wake up and go, if my coach texted me right now and said, I have the session off, I'd love it. But at the same time, if she did it, I'd still go to the pool and do a session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I'd nearly be like, 
no, I don't deserve this. I need to go and train. That's a mindset, um, isn't it? Yeah. So that's, I'm, which is, it's great for me because there's never really any doubt of, you know, as much as, you know, you do hate those mornings and you're just like, oh, I don't want to do this. It's more of a case, like I'm just in auto mode to go. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. you're on autopilot and you yeah. just do it. And this is the thing. And it's everybody, even if we have the ordinary Joe Soap listening who doesn't train to a high level, it's this thing again of realizing, well, I have to make it habit. I have to make it every day. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us walk around on this unhealthy autopilot that we just eat junk food without thinking about it. We'll sit down and watch three hours of soaps without thinking about it. We'll scroll through Facebook for half an hour without thinking about it. And then we'll say, I don't have time to train or I don't, yeah. have, you know, so it's actually about priorities and it's been aware of how am I using my time as well and time mm-hmm. management. I'd say you had to get pretty good at time management when you were in school with those <laughs> oh, sort of long days. Definitely. Yeah, no, it was all about kind of, even though, you know, obviously you'd want to just sit down in the evening after going since you know 5 30 or whatever but it is about yeah okay i just do even a half an hour of study yeah. and then do something yeah. else but getting it done first yeah. instead of leaving exactly it. and it's even i think sometimes just keeping ticking over so you mm-hmm. might find i actually only have 20 minutes half an hour today but i'm just going to use that to do what i can yeah. and it, it keeps you in that mindset of at least i'm training at exactly, least i'm doing something yeah. like for me the last month has been absolutely insane january in the fitness industry is just crazy <laughs> it's mayhem it's ridiculous but the one thing i always prioritize is my own training because mm-hmm. i think if i'm not training or if i'm not getting out in the fresh air even for a walk I don't feel good and I don't feel as productive and then I can't bring my best to other people Mm -hmm. so I think it's just even saying well it might not be an hour which I'd love to have an hour but if I don't I'll still do 20 minutes I'll do half an hour and it just keeps you switched on exactly yeah um, so school then you finished up how did the leaving certain all go did it go okay yeah it all went okay you know I kind of I went in with the mindset of I'm just going to do I didn't even know what I wanted to do so I wasn't really shooting for points or anything I was okay. just going to try and do my best really yeah. Um, yeah no I trained through it and I think that kind of helped as well you know session before and session after so I was switched off for two hours before and two hours after so I couldn't really stress about it great that point much. though great point this yeah. is and this is one I speak about as well I speak in schools quite a bit too and one thing I say to them all the time is you have to keep things in perspective and you have to have your little getaways from your school and from your stress and from mm-hmm. your exams everybody needs that outlet I think yeah and you know one thing I say again I talk to people who play sports quite a bit and I always and they can always resonate with this when I say to them you know you could have something in school that's playing on your mind maybe you've got a problem with a teacher maybe you've got a problem with a subject maybe there's something but if you don't have an outlet for that it builds and it builds and it builds oh, yeah. and you're ending up getting quite stressed about it and what I say to these guys is, you know, think about you go out and you play your game of football and you go out training that evening for an hour when you cross the line, you're totally in that headspace where you're completely taken in mm. by your training and what's going on around you. You come off the pitch an hour later, or the pool as it is in your case, and sometimes that problem seems a lot smaller because it does, it's yeah. actually, you've cleared the head and you've yeah. got things into perspective again. And I think that's important for anybody listening that you realise when you need an outlet of some form. It can't be all about training. It can't be all about the weight loss journey. It can't be all about school. It can't be all about work. You have to have a bit of balance. Yeah, a mix of everything. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Did you find it tough to keep balance in your own life when you were doing those long, long days? Was it hard um, to sustain yourself? I don't, I, not really. I think I, I'm very good at kind of just, yes, concentrating on what I'm doing in the moment which was great so that like even in the pool like there were mornings where I'm like okay I have a test next class I'm just gonna run through the stuff while I'm swimming it's not possible couldn't do it I'm like I just like I dive in and I start thinking right okay I'm just gonna say it in my head but I actually can't I get too concentrated on swimming yeah um which is great you know in the I'm like oh damn it that could have been an hour where I was learning (laughs) stuff but no it it actually it works out really well for me and I think um yeah no I think it just worked for me obviously it won't work the same for everyone else but yeah Yeah. 
you're fairly driven though naturally I know by even talking to you you're pretty <laughs> driven and I think that's a good trait to have as well yeah um your nutrition must be pretty on point is that has that kind of improved I suppose over the last few years or is it something you've always been conscious of um, I think definitely the last maybe two years or so we've we've really zoned in on it a lot yeah. more because um, uh, summer of 2018, kind of the end of the season, I lost about, I think, five kgs of muscle mass. Right. Um, just out of the blue. I, didn't, I still to this day don't actually know how because I was eating from what I thought was the same amount, if not more, and training less. So really, I shouldn't have. But um, I think after that, we were kind of like, right, we need to get a nutritionist on board. We need to just look at the diet and make sure that that doesn't happen again. Yeah. Uh, so I think from from that point on, we were kind of working a lot more. Um, I do like weekly weighs and stuff, but not not more so. You know, it's fine to fluctuate a bit, which I yeah. do. Um, but just to make sure that there's no like drastic drops or yeah. increases either way. But to be honest, it's not a very strict diet. It's just being smart. I eat quite healthy anyway, so yeah. it's not like. But look, you don't. Difficulty. Yeah, and you don't have to be hundred yeah, exactly. percent. And this is the thing I always say: if you're kind of eighty percent, you'll get away with the twenty percent, mm-hmm. and there is room for balance. Yeah. But I suppose when you're at elite level like you are, it needs to be fairly on point. You can't yeah. have a terrible diet and then try and get in and compete to get to the Olympics. It exactly. Ain't, yeah. It ain't probably going to work. <laughs> but you've always had a fairly good handle on it, so it probably hasn't been that difficult for you anyway. Yeah. No, my mum like she cooks all meals like you know generally and so I've grown up with that so you know she uh, has made it quite easy for me to be used to eating healthy yeah. anyway and then you know it's it's not difficult and now you know I do a lot of cooking myself as well and then it's you go cook yeah I'm okay I'm not bad <laughs> I don't by. enjoy it but <laughs> you can get by yeah yeah oh well, that's important yeah Talk to me then about your strength and conditioning. I'm going to give a shout out to Sean Flannery here, who's a good friend of mine. I know he's been working with you on strength and conditioning as well. How has that benefited you? That's you. We were kind of saying off air, it was kind of 2016, you really got into the strength and conditioning side of things. Yep. Up to that, were you just swimming? I know you were doing the odd fitness class, but it was mainly just kind of swimming based up to that, was it? Yeah, it was basically uh, swimming based and then two circuit sessions a week. But, you know, just your general kind of nothing tailored to swimming specifically. It was just an average circuits class, which definitely helped aerobic capacity but you know yeah it wasn't it wasn't your fitness level and of course Mm. um we were weary about starting weights too early so we did want to wait until kind of but then when we when I got to about yeah 16 or so like that was the we were you know chatting to Sean and we were like right look and I think it's time that we just add light enough weights just to get some more muscle um upper body more so than legs so that's kind of what we worked on and i think we've just been building that now for the last three years so sean then designed stuff that's very specific for your needs mm-hmm. in terms yeah, of swimming exactly. and what's going to benefit you yeah has he looked at your recovery and stuff like that as well or yeah yeah um he's looked at recovery and we did uh last year for it's an hour a week we did an actual like rollout session as well flexibility all that oh, stuff I am not a flexible person <laughs> you need to work on it yeah exactly so we worked on that last year and then um, I now do it myself at home which is just great because that's kind of added in you know it's not all about just lifting heavy weights it's yeah. about the stuff you do after that Absolutely. as well and Mind beforehand the body. Yeah. and I'm one of those that's guilty of actually not taking the time to do that enough yeah. I, well I do it sometimes <laughs> but not as much as I should it's one of those things I think you get into the gym and you're mad to get into your session exactly, and everybody yeah. wants to do the fun side of it mm-hmm. and then the rolling and stuff is not so much fun but it has to be done as well exactly I'm interested to know <coughs> excuse me I'm interested to know the type of training you're doing as well because I'm aware that we're going to have a lot of girls listening to this as well and still that perception persists of I don't want to lift weights because I yeah. might get bulky tell us what you're doing in the gym well 
like I would say I'm quite bulky definitely but it's what I need for my sport sport. so like if if I wasn't like you know going for the Olympics I definitely wouldn't want to be lifting as as heavy Heavy. weights as I'm doing but yeah it's a lot more we kind of we did the weights for a good year to build up strength and now we're kind of more so on to power so it's not yeah. about how heavy the weight is it's about how fast i can move it yeah. so we're nearly dropping it down a bit and just making sure it's you know a really good movement you know don't want any injuries so it's nearly more about yeah the speed of so it's giving you explosive can, power in the pool yeah exactly because that's that's what we need really you know i don't need to be a tank to yeah. move through the water i still need to be agile to an extent so yeah. yeah it's more about just how explosive i can be okay so you deadlifting and stuff like that yeah deadlift uh squat bit of bench press kind of stuff like that compound movements yeah a lot of core and then um a lot of jumping different jumps like bands assisted jumps and uh kettlebell jumps as well just for explosiveness brilliant how many times of how many times a week are you training with sean uh we do two gym sessions and then we do kind of a more circuit based session which is like um your aerobic based work like calories uh, on the rower and stuff and then more kind of light 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 weights and then just doing a lot more moving just to kind of because uh, you find like with eight or nine sessions a week now in the pool and I've been doing that for so long it's hard to actually get to that point where you're just absolutely knackered so it's a lot easier to do it on land absolutely your body is so used to it at this stage you probably yeah. just need to mix up the training and get a bit of variety exactly, and get yeah. it responding again did you enjoy the gym sessions the first time you went in because actually I find this I speak to runners quite a bit in particular I'm not picking on the runners but they always tell me I hate the gym I hate the gym and it's because again they love it out in the fresh air on the road mm. were you one of those or did you enjoy it from the moment you went in or is it still um, kind of somewhere in between I think at the start I probably didn't enjoy it as much um, just because I was so weak uh, couldn't even do one pull up <laughs> it was horrific well, that wouldn't be abnormal though a lot of people know, would be the same yeah. as that you know Sean and Sean was like right just go and do as many pull-ups you can there and couldn't even get one and I was just like what what's going on like me walking over here oh we're starting from scratch here yeah (laughs) so I think like at the start it was just because it was so different um like even you've it's a lot like the pain you feel in gym is different than swimming pain obviously so it was just I think like training my mind to get used to being able to push through the barriers like there was a lot of times where you get like stuck in spots and I'd give up too soon so it was like trying to be able to work through that so I think I didn't like it at the start and then I fell into liking it and now like I I really enjoy kind of doing a lot more power stuff because again it's changing I think that's the good thing is it's constantly changing yeah and I think as well, when you start to see yourself making progress, it becomes more enjoyable too. Yeah. And this is the thing that people go into a gym and they don't give it long enough. They mm-hmm. go, oh no, I don't like this. Or, oh no, this is too painful. Or this is not for me. But if you actually give it even a month, yeah. you're actually going to see progress. You're going to see that you're starting to get stronger. You're probably going to see small changes starting to happen in your body. And then you start realizing, oh, maybe it's worth doing this. And the more you do it, the more you start to enjoy it because you start to see the benefits of it. But it just takes a bit of time. It oh, it takes, does. Yeah, it? definitely. And I definitely struggled with that. Um, I'm a I'm a big numbers person. Like, I, I remember I'm not one of those people that just goes, oh, yeah, okay, I'll forget that. And like, if he tells me a number weight wise I'll remember that next to me like wait what weight were we doing and why is it lighter this week you know so it was like it was difficult trying to kind of get over that that you're not going to be lifting or going heavier every single week exactly like you couldn't possibly expect to improve in a week no no but in my mind I was thinking yeah okay I should be so it was kind of getting used to that as well and even human nature dictates that on certain days you're going to feel weaker mm-hmm. than other days and some days the energy level is going to be a little bit lower yeah. some days maybe you just haven't eaten enough food either and there's exactly. no, and maybe you just haven't had a good night's sleep there's yeah. all these variable factors and it's like you said there you can't go in and lift personal best every single time it's mm-hmm. not going to happen so you have to be realistic about it but it's that 
trend is going in the right direction over yeah. a longer period of time. That's exactly, what we're looking for yeah. more so. Yeah. But it sounds like you're enjoying it. And that's good. Oh, definitely. I love the gem side of things. So I'm delighted. <laughs> you would have been in trouble, Mona, if that was. No, I hate it. <laughs> um, so you're working away hard at the minute. You're working towards the Olympics in Tokyo? Yeah, yeah. that's the plan. Um, it has been for the last eight or so years. So it's, wow. it's weird now to be at the final kind of, you know, what three you or four months. 19. That is mad. 19. Yeah. Like, your name seems to have been around forever. And it's... I've been aware of your name for a long, long time. But I suppose it's just now, really, that it's kind of kicking in for you. And you're getting to yeah. where you want to be. And, again, it's not an overnight success. And people sometimes think, oh, well, look, she's flying just off to the Olympics or whatever. But there's a hell of a lot of work on it. Yeah, exactly. I think that's... You know, when you jump onto the scene, people are like, oh, who's this, you know, new... Mm. And then you disappear and, you know, people forget again. But it is, like, you're, you're constantly working behind the... And I think... Um, for people that are you know like runners and swimmers who don't really have a pro series it is all about the Olympics and then for the other three years it's like okay where is everyone and then at the Olympics everyone's like oh all the Olympics again so it is kind of you know as much as you know the world's you're meeting the same athletes at a world championships as you do at the Olympics but it's just not the same it's not the same thing yeah Um, and I'd agree completely like even as a kid you know, when you get good at something, you're kind of, that's your dream. You know, it's your dream to go to the Olympics, but you don't really. And now I guess it's nice to be able to kind of be at a stage where I could actually fulfill that, go yeah. to the, you know. Yeah. it's We were chatting off air about it. It's kind of a high pressure situation then for qualifying. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's, um, there's the sole qualification meet, which is the trials in April. So that's going to be in Dublin. And basically, you just have a time and you have to hit that time. Uh, and either you hit it or you don't. And you'll have your heats and your finals to do that. So you have like two chances okay. there on the one day. And then, yeah, just after literally that, just all on the day. You just have yeah, to be basically, for it. Yeah, we're just counting down now. So it's about, at this point, you know, you've nearly, not that you've done all your work. I'm still training. But at this point you'd nearly know if you're going to hit it or not. Um, And then the plan is just not to get sick or injured. Yeah, yeah, mind yourself, yeah. (laughs) But look, it's like anything. The work's either done or it's not, isn't it? It's like when you're going for an exam. There's no point trying to cram at the last minute. Exactly, It's done at this stage or it's not. So it's pressure, but no, I've confidence in you. You'll do it, you'll do it. You definitely will, you definitely will. Um, Last December then, or December just gone, you were off at the Europeans, wasn't it? Yeah, I was, yeah. And bronze in the 50-metre breaststroke, know, right? Yeah, yeah. Very close to a medal in the 100 metres as well. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was an amazing meet to come back to, especially, like, yeah, being sick kind of this time last year. I missed the whole international scene last summer then, so Europeans was my first competition kind of back um, at it again. And I really, as much as I would have liked to have done well, I wasn't really expecting to do that well. Um, so it was just a great it's even a great like mentally you just feel good going into the long course season now in qualifications because you know you're on point from yeah. that you couldn't have gotten worse if you're still training so um, you know it's I was really happy yeah. it's a phenomenal achievement oh, yeah. like, I remember I was actually just sitting at home I was in my brother's house actually and the RT news came on and there's Mona McShire I was like just there's Mona <laughs> it's like it's incredible like um, how do you find that level of publicity and being in the national media and stuff like that do you find that like the likes of Twitter to me is absolutely toxic at times. I just stay away mm. from it altogether. Do you read that sort of stuff or do you just... Um, honestly, I don't. It's I would nearly... I'd love to go through it in the moment, but uh, it's too much. It's yeah. actually... Like, I wouldn't mind three or four, but after... That was actually the first night of competition was the 50 breaststroke medal. And I had, you know, another five days to go. So, and I was up just, you know, like people telling me, you know, well done and whatever. And I do really appreciate it. It's lovely to see that stuff. But at the same time, you know, I, I was just... 
I was so buzzing I couldn't get to sleep that night it was kind of hard to come down from yeah. the high um, but yeah no I do try kind of try and stay away from Twitter and whatnot unless people actually properly messaged me I yeah, wouldn't yeah. really um, look into it I don't think it, it doesn't really bother me too much even interested. being on the news like if someone said oh you were on the news I'd you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's, great. <laughs> that's good though. You're focused on what you have to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's, I think that's what brings about success as well is that you're, you've got nearly that ton of vision on it mm-hmm. and you're just like, I need to get the job done. That's it. Leave me alone. Yeah, and just in the moment. I think it'd be different if like everyone was there in person, but you know, on your phone, you can just switch it off. Like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it is easy enough to yeah. kind of ignore if you had yeah, to. Yeah. But I think sometimes you're better off. Like the online world is very different to the real world mm-hmm. to me at times. Yeah. Like, you go out there now and 99% of people will be lovely to you and they're yeah. saying well done or whatever you could go on Twitter and it's just people that don't have a life basically and I they're know, just yeah. all sorts of rubbish like do you know so I think yeah. sometimes you are better off for your own mindset just nearly kind of pulling away from it a little mm-hmm. bit at times but um, yeah I think you're you're going fairly well anyway and everything is on track and you're how do you handle nerves on occasions like the Europeans because I I kind of I'm quite similar to you in that I think you're pretty quiet I would have been very quiet when I was your age I mm-hmm. would have struggled big time like if you had put me in a stage like that where you're on the world stage and you're seeing all these other athletes beside you while you're getting changed and whatever I would have been going Jesus I don't know you know mm-hmm. do you find that tough or are you, are um, you pretty good at handling it I think I've gotten pretty good it's definitely like it's built you know it's just because I've done so many competitions now and I think it definitely helps you know when you've done well like even you know, you you think back and you go, no, I'm I'm I've qualified to be here. I am, you know, I'm yeah. as good as you yeah. know all of you. Okay, there's one or two that are world record holders. You're not obviously, but um, no, I think I think it is just it's practice makes perfect, really. And for me, I just put my earphones in and I try and not that I tr- I try and just act as un phased as possible by everyone else and I think that will um benefit me because if they see that I'm not you know bothered then yeah. you know it nearly freaks them out more than anything yeah. so that's what I try and do just kind of ignore everyone and kind of shut it out when you were younger did you find it tough though like we'd say the first couple of times you went off to compete at these big events like was it um I think I think I've always been good at kind of switching off yeah. to be honest I never remember being terribly freaked out by yeah. a huge crowd which is great like I don't even know um how that that came about really because I am such a quiet person like uh, I think it's having confidence in yourself and knowing that you're good at what you do and you mm-hmm. have the work done I think yeah. that gives you yeah. a sense of comfort as well yeah I have found myself like when I started speaking publicly Jesus like the first time I actually did a seminar 120 people turned up and I had never spoken public before oh. like and then the time after that there was 300 people and you get used to it the more you do yeah like you say there but it's initially I think just trying to get into that headspace where you go well I deserve to be here yeah yeah exactly and it's it's hard like it's what you call imposter syndrome in that like there's times I'd have been turning up and I'm going Jesus there's 300 people here to listen to me like why I know, you know yeah and you're wondering yeah no I'd, I'd be the same though like public speaking not, uh, not good at it <laughs> I don't think that's where anybody wants <laughs> nobody likes public speaking but it's like anything like it's you just keep putting yourself into that position where it's uncomfortable and then it gets a little bit more normalised yeah. the more you yeah. do it but I'd have found I would start to ask myself questions like when I'd be speaking and I'd be kind of in the change room backstage and sometimes you can hear the crowds coming in and the noise is building and building and building and the nerves the heart rate starts going up and up and up and I've got a little breathing techniques now to deal with it but I'd also try and remind myself well if these people are here to hear me speak 
there's a reason for that. Like yeah, I've exactly, done something yeah. that means I deserve to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not coming here because they've heard some random guy you speak and they're coming here because they want to, you know. So I think it's giving yourself that little bit of credit sometimes as well and yeah. realising, well, do you know what? I'm here because I deserve to be here because I've done the work that's got me here, you know. Mm-hmm. Keeping things in perspective. Do you work with sports psychologists or anything like that? Um, yeah, I work with uh, Caroline Curd. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. I just, she only for about a year, year and a half now or so. Um, but oh, she, she worked wonders. I think just uh, coming off the back of 2018, I kind of just completely, breaststroke wise, I just couldn't, couldn't handle it. That's why I did so well freestyle and broke all those records because I was just training freestyle. I actually, the minute I started doing breaststroke, my mind just switched and it turned into an argument with my coach and it felt terrible and like it was just, it was a mess really. Okay. Um, so working with her really kind of helped to rebuild how I feel about like that stroke and kind of being able to, because when you do a couple of bad races, that's all you see. You forget about the good ones. Yeah. It's just your last race and you're thinking, no, yeah. I did shit and this next one's going to be just as bad and like, I don't know, it was just kind of... There's a huge negative bias with humans. I yeah. Mean, we do, we, we focus on, again, going back to kind of what we say about social media, like I could see if I put something online there could be 25 lovely comments and there could be one horrible yeah, one exactly. which, which do you focus on oh, always yeah, yeah, always, yeah. always the one and mm. you're going maybe the other 24 people are right you know <laughs> so it's just actually turning it over exactly, a little bit yeah. so you found it beneficial yeah oh super beneficial I think mentally well I've always thrived by the rule that um, the body will do what like the mind tells yeah, it to basically yeah. so um, it's really about getting your head straight you know like I I feel like I'm super strong and you know it, if we could just switch off and go into autopilot and tell your body to swim a certain time I think you'd do it yeah. it's just your head gets in the way yeah 100% completely agree everything that goes through your head dictates really yeah, the outcome exactly, doesn't it yeah. and that's the the importance again of being positive as well and visualisation and stuff like that mm-hmm. I presume you use as well do you yeah only recently now because I actually struggled getting into the like trying to use visualisation because I always should visualize the bad races I'd kind of you know I'd false start or you know I'd, I'd swim the wrong stroke silly stuff you know stuff yeah, you'd yeah. never do but I could never finish a race in my mind I just have to keep restarting it but um no I, I used it for Europeans there just gone by and that's probably the first time it worked well for me so uh, yeah do you believe in it like or is it something you're just doing because you're no I I used to not believe in it because I just couldn't get but then uh, talking to Caroline about it and even my coach and reading a couple of kind of um, people that had written stuff about it Mm. I I tried I was like right no I need to give it a proper go here and see if it works and I actually used it in the call room before my race just to run through exactly what I was needed to do so it was just like repeating what I had just done so yeah no it worked really well I think it prepares you so well like Mm -hmm. it's something I use again going on stage it was something that I found helped me with nerves big time because I now almost feel like I've been there before so when I go out it's just like this is it I've done it already I know how it's going to go you know and it just puts you so much more at ease I think Mm -hmm. but again look it's I'm not an elite level athlete so I'm going (laughs) to take your word for it um swimming wise then there's something else big happening you're heading off to America yeah, yeah yeah in uh, the end of August I'll be going over to continue studies and training with Tennessee so uh, yeah I'll so that's be... a scholarship then in the college is it yeah it is yeah a full scholarship which is just amazing because like it's such like I went to visit the college last year I went to visit two actually and 
the facilities they have are unbelievable. Is that right? Yeah, they're actually matched. You know, like I was kind of going to both, hoping to decide based on okay, they only have one pool and they have two, but it was literally just um, they beyond both, that. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, we both have three pools. We both have a gym. We both Class. like. So I was like, okay. Class. But uh, no, um, so when how I visit, does it all work, Mona? Do you study while you're there as well? So yeah, I do. Yeah, I have to. I'm going to go in undecided because I'm not quite sure what I want to do yet. Um, and then basically for the first year, I can just play around with it. But uh, yeah, no, I study and compete for the college. So yeah. you're just excited about swimming. You're like, I'm sort of yeah. study stuff yeah. after. <laughs> be grand. I know. Yeah. That's really cool. So you're August. You're heading away. Yeah. Um, I think school starts around the twentieth, so we'll be going over about a week beforehand. So, just yeah. after you come back from the Olympics. Yeah. Hopefully. Basically, it'll just be coming back, packing my whole room up, and uh, moving, flying off. Yeah. <laughs> are you excited about it? Or are you nervous? Or how um, are you? I'm excited. I think I'm also nervous as well. We went to Florida there two weeks ago uh, for a training camp, and I think that's the first time it actually dawned on me that communication back home are going to be difficult just with the time difference yeah uh, so I think it's it's kind of going to be a bit lonely for a while now I'm, I'm going into a huge team and you know I'll yeah, be yeah. sharing room with the swimmers and you know or a dorm area uh, so it, it, I won't be yeah it. I won't be alone definitely not but I think just for the first couple of weeks when you're making Get friends and stuff it is just going oh, to be yeah. a bit but no I'm mostly excited because I think you know it's an amazing experience I think anyone out there that gets an opportunity like oh, that should just go for it absolutely yeah. it's massive and how long is it for then uh, it's for four years and then after that I can as as far as I know you can commit then to train kind of elite with the college you can't compete anymore because the NCAA is you're only allowed to do four years so I'd just be kind of competing at other competitions for the college and training with them uh, so I can continue basically as long as I want there okay at the end of my swimming career really okay right okay and you can still qualify for Olympics and stuff alongside that yeah exactly yeah, yeah. you're still They're, an amateur amateur level. yeah exactly yeah. um you can there's the pro series is kind of starting to spin up now in swimming we did it for the first year just at the end of last year so it's great to see that as well that's kind of coming in um now obviously i can't do that while i'm in college but hopefully kind of in four years time uh, i might start doing that as well but i can also do amateur and pro at the same time so yeah no it's great yeah it's lovely (laughs) you're gonna be swimming for the next 15 years i know (laughs) You're happy out. You love it. You love it. Yeah. Right. There's one th- more thing we should talk about before we finish up. You had a little stint on the television. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ireland's, Ar- Ireland's fittest family. <laughs> Tell me about that experience. You enjoy it. Oh, it was great. It's so different. You know, I'm so used to competing uh, alone. Yes. So, you know, family team was, it was really enjoyable. You know, it's a lot of uh, cameras and action as well. It's different than just your general competition. But uh, no, it was a lot of fun. You know, how did it come about? Who decided we're going to enter that? Um, About, I'd say, maybe five years ago or so before Mark was actually 14 uh, we were like oh okay as soon as you get 14 Mark we're entering it so that was probably about three years ago yeah and we entered it and every year it just seemed to be I'd have a competition on the summer or something and we just couldn't do it and then last year because I was sick uh, I wasn't going to Worlds so we basically had the whole summer free and they contacted us kind of going would you like to do it so the timing was right yeah and we were kind of like yeah, sure, why not? Give it, go a first. Give it a blast. So how does it work then? Do you go to Dublin initially to start recording or do they come down to you? Or um, I'm, I'm going to make a confession here. I don't watch much television <laughs> at all. Like I'm, I'm like you. I'm always busy and I'm always out and about training and different yeah. things. So I don't really see much television. What I did see from that show was the part where you were hanging out to the bars over the sea. And I saw 
the very last episode, actually only the last two minutes where he actually won. The oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That's literally all I've seen. So you're pretty much speaking to a person here who doesn't see much of it at all. So tell me, tell me how it all works. Uh, well, in about April, May, maybe we were asked to go to it alone and we had like um, uh, like a test where we had to run 800 metres. That was horrible. And then for time and do a couple of other things. But I think that was more so just to test that you were actually, you know, physically and, somewhat yeah, fit because yeah, yeah. if if you couldn't complete the challenge it would look kind of bad it wouldn't be great now on yeah. national television to be fair so then we got the call back that we were one of the 15 teams and that was great and then yeah the first event was in dublin and then we did one in sligo which was great for us and then another did the other teams come to sligo as well or was yeah. it just you guys yeah. yeah no yeah every team goes kind of everywhere it's normally, the same company yeah two days or challenge. one day okay. kind of yeah there was a couple of different like we didn't do all the challenges at the start they split into two so that you didn't have 15 teams doing the one race okay. just a bit okay. more interesting and then yeah we went to dublin again and then down to kilroddery for the hell and back so we did that that was interesting that was probably actually my favorite yeah hell and back's kind of enjoyable isn't yeah it? <laughs> i know and we only did about a five minute course and i was like right out, I, I want to come back now and do the yeah, whole thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh it's gas i brought a team of about 30 people to hell and back we had such a laugh it's just great yeah, crack yeah. you know great crack it's it's enjoy it is what you make of it you can yeah. hate every minute or you can just get stuck in and enjoy exactly it. yeah no i i think when we were doing it i was in to the mud up to here like up to my neck about two minutes or like a minute in and i was like right well i'm here now might yeah, as well yeah, just yeah. <laughs> but that's go it. For it. it it's so funny like i used to see people when we were doing that like the ice bath and that at the start they'll try and avoid it and i was like you know you're as well just get in at yeah, the start yeah, and yeah. just get into that frame of mind and just get it done so what happened then is there a lot of um we'll say different shoots or like do they just run it through or if there's a mistake do they stop and start again or is it just uh, no it the it race is? is one run through okay. um, and then before that you do you probably do five or six hours of interviews and kind of warm-ups and stuff just you know so they have loads of shots and whatnot yeah um yeah and then you do thankfully you only have to run the race once so you know <laughs> Jesus, yeah definitely <laughs> Uh, it's it's weird though because like it's it's a race but it's surrounded by all this footage stuff you kind of forget you're like you're on a TV site and then you're doing a race and then you're back on but, a TV yeah, a bit site of a weird yeah. Environment, yeah it's strange because I'm so used to just competition like, and just focus series. on that yeah and, yeah 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 and Donna Allen was working with you as well wasn't he? yeah he was he was funny like you know was he, he was he was good I think you know we're all very competitive. So we were kind of all just like, we're going to go in there. We're not making friends and we're going to go for it. <laughs> Everyone's our enemy. <laughs> but uh, no, Donica kind of brought out the more fun side and he was joking yeah, yeah. with us and everything. So I think that he kind of loosened it up a bit, which yeah. was great. That was what we needed. We didn't need another member that was going to be like, ah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, no, it was great. Yeah. You probably see as well, though, with probably the likes of the mentors and that, there'd be a little bit of nearly having to work for the camera to make good television at exactly, times as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I actually seen it. I don't even see Operation Transformation either but I seen it last night and I, there was a little bit on it I thought was that's them playing off the cameras to get people talking do yeah, you know exactly. there's always, always going to be an element to that yeah, with yeah, yeah. And stuff. And you, the final was in Crow Park then, it was it? yeah no. was that empty on the day like, really, yeah it was was that weird yeah <laughs> well see I've never been to Crow Park and I okay. wouldn't really have any experience like, of it. yeah I wouldn't have aspirations to go there either yeah yeah uh, I was chatting to another girl that was uh, a Gaelic player and of course she was uh, loving it because we were in the we were in the changing rooms the football changing rooms doing a chat or whatever and I was just like oh yeah this is great (laughs) they were all yeah they were all buzzing of course Uh, but yeah no it was it was kind of interesting we were there kind of over two days and it was yeah it was filmed over two days and then you just kind of chill and 
uh for most of the day you're just kind of relaxing and waiting to be called for stuff and then you do your it's funny though because we don't actually know what we're doing until we get there all right so there's no prep gone in at all it's literally just turn up and do it yeah basically like there was one event uh with sandbags where they sent us last year so it was the same event so we could watch the video right Uh, so that was fine and then the hanging tough of course we know that that's going to be on it every year um but yeah, we were we were all in Crow Park, kind of four families looking out the windows, trying to figure out what are they setting up there, what are they doing. So, was, and then of course, uh, when one family's doing it, you you're brought away. You can't even watch them do it. Right. Okay. So it is it's serious enough in that way, which is fair. You know, like you can't be oh, watching. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd yeah. agree to that too. Like I I like it completely. I'm a very strict for the rules, like no cheating, no nothing. Mm. So uh, that was fine by me. But yeah, it was it was definitely kind of enjoyable because you'd be going up in the car wondering, you know, what are we doing here? Are we jumping on containers? Or <laughs> <laughs> keeps you keeps you mentally sharp as yeah, well. You're yeah, not getting yeah. a chance to switch off. Was that filmed over a period of months then, or is it all done kind of short term, or how is it? Um, it was probably like one or two days every three weeks or so so it was like between we did the yeah we did the meeting in may and then they kind of they send you out all the dates so you know basically yeah and then it was just from june was the first one and then the last one was the 24th of september so it was kind of just spaced out between that like there was one day where i think me and morik were coming home uh from a competition in barcelona so we actually missed the first day of sligo and they had uh, stunts in walking around for us on the shoot no way yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then we were there for the the actual like competition part on the second day but apart from that yeah you kind of just have to you have to be be there for two or three days it every three weeks or so but yeah enjoyable experience it was yeah no I I really enjoyed it and I'm glad you know we got as far as we did you know I didn't expect us to win it to be honest there were so many strong families there you know good at running and stuff which was probably what we were missing but you know yeah it's it's something different and I guess it's probably good for you in a way as well though that it's given you another bit of variety to your training it's taking you away from just swimming all the time yeah exactly yeah that's what I enjoyed the most like when people ask me you know how did you find it I was like you know it's actually it's something different yeah you know and that was was kind of that's my general response because that's what it was it was yeah. you know it was kind of like an obstacle course kind of thing but yeah no there was no swimming in it which was great because you got completely it's good away for from you. that yeah it's it's probably good for you as well like that you're going into an environment where you're not the expert you're not the yeah. elite level you're kind of you're, you're still strong but you're probably on similar level to everybody else whereas exactly. in a swim pool you feel like well this is what I do this is my thing yeah yeah so it's no. good for you you know it's... yeah no it was it was really nice you know it was funny because um yeah, there was one or two events where, you know, there was an ice bucket in it and everyone would be joking, you know, the other members on the team. Oh, at hell and back, we had to swim about 10 metres or something. You jump into water and swim. And, uh, of course, everyone's like, oh, you'll be fine and you'll jump in and you'll be grand. And I was like, it's only 10 metres, guys. It's another five minutes of the race. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Some crack. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, look, that's everything in a nutshell, I think. We've got your, yeah. your whole life in there in 40 minutes. It's good. No, I'm delighted things are going well for you because you're working hard and I think you deserve all the success you get. Olympics, you. we're looking forward to seeing you there. Yeah, hopefully. We're looking forward to yeah. it. When is it, June? Is it? Um, June? July, end of July to... July. Yeah, but we'll be going out for our training camp the end of June four okay. weeks yeah is it oh, four weeks beforehand four okay. weeks in Japan yeah oh, should be interesting like it's kind of warm out there as well at the minute isn't it <laughs> oh, yeah. give me grand give me grand Mona all the best with it and thanks for coming to the podcast we've enjoyed having you thank you so much appreciate it cheers that's it for another week guys we'll be back next week speak then